We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we are live. Once again, it is a brand new week here on the Field of 68 Media Network, and we are back with another episode of the Best Bets podcast and the Best Bets live stream. Uh, before we dive into anything, Jeffrey, there is some news that, that you uh, you can update people on yeah. regarding um, the NIL and transfer waivers and all of that kind of uh, all that kind of stuff. So why don't you go ahead? Yeah, and it's news that's been out there for the last you know forty eight uh, hours or so. Uh, NCAA was going to vote today uh, on the NIL. Uh, it looked like they were going to at least uh, get everything going here, um, but it's going to be delayed along with the one time transfer rule. From what I'm told, will likely be delayed as well as the uh, Department of Justice uh, has basically told the NCAA, "Hey, listen, you know what? Um, there's potential antitrust violations." Uh, with what you're doing here. So uh, I, I think Mark Emmert's going to table everything for today, uh, and, and we'll see how long this takes, which is no surprise because, uh, as with everything, uh, it takes forever. But part of the problem, and I said this months ago when the NCAA kind of, you know, announced that, you know, they were moving forward with, with the NIL, they're all the guardrails. They must have said the word guardrails 20 times in, in that conversation. And, you know, like one of the things, for instance, is, you know, if a school's got to deal with with Nike, that the kid, you know, player can't wear Adidas shoes. Well, like, how, you know, again, like how how can you do that? You're restricting everything that, you know, to me, either you make it an open market or you don't. And I think that's the big problem well, that the NCAA is facing right now. Yeah. Real quick. Can you just elaborate a little bit on um what you mean by antitrust violations and what exactly like where, where, why is that um, uh, something that's tripping up the NCAA here? Well, I think it's just, you know, the legal component of everything right now is, is department of justice is saying, this isn't fair. This isn't right for the kids. You can't do this. Uh, you can't do this. This is against, um, you know, the, the antitrust laws uh, that, that we've got in place here that you can't restrict these kids. And that's what's going on all around the country right now. You've got all these different states uh, that are trying to put um, ways, laws for these kids to be able to make money and profit on their name, image, likeness. And the NCAA is saying, yeah, yeah, we're okay with it. But they're really not. They're doing the bare minimum to to be able to make it something um, where it looks the part. But ultimately, these kids aren't going to be able to get what they 
what most people feel they deserve right now. And, and I've come a long way. Listen, years ago, I, I was kind of anti it. I was like, you know what? Hey, this is college. They shouldn't be allowed to profit. I, I've come completely done a, a complete 180 on this thing now. Um, and, and to me, if you're going to allow it, don't put guardrails up. Mm-hmm. The market's going to correct itself eventually. Yes, early on, some of these guys may be overpaid. Like, think about, um, let, let's go through a Terrence Clark right now, right? Terrence Clark, you know, his value, um, because of, of how he was rated, he would make a whole lot money, more money than he's worth right now, right? I mean, they're mm-hmm. 3-0 without him. Same thing with Brandon Boston. He hasn't killed it for Kentucky. Those guys would have gotten paid a ton of money. And ultimately, after a year of seeing that, do some of the companies uh, that, that are throwing money in the Lexington area at Brandon Boston and Terrence Clark say to themselves, what the hell are we doing here? Maybe, yeah, maybe we can bring this down a little bit. Yeah, and you know, the honestly, the place where these guys are going to actually make real money is all of the, the internet stuff. Like whether it's yeah. uh, like starting a YouTube channel, whether it's being an Instagram influencer for certain companies that are trying to, to push product because these guys have huge followings on Instagram and on Twitter. It's things like Cameo. Uh, where you can have them sign up to like send a message to somebody. I know that you have a cameo account going right now. You haven't uh, you haven't actually sent the messages to the people that I tried to get you to send the messages to, uh, but it is what it is. Is that what you're doing? Is that you? Uh, I'm I, no, it's not me. But I've Probably. I've thought about. I, I've yeah, thought I, I'm thought about I have I have like five in my head that I really want to do that. Uh, I don't know if I'm ready to to kind of push you in that direction because I know you'll do it and it might. We, we we don't need to go down that road. Um, but it's 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 things like that. You know, it's, it's places where they can kind of profit off of the fact that they have these followings, right? And like we're. Let's just put it like this: like we understand where that value kind of comes in when you have a certain amount of uh, clout on um on some of these social networks so that's where these guys are going to be able to make the real money and that's where i think that you need to allow uh you allow them to open it up like it doesn't make any sense that this that we might be able to sell something because you have a certain amount of followers on twitter where the kids that are you are covering the people you have that following because people want information on these kids that they're watching you can make money off of providing that information they cannot make money off of the fact that they it's are nobody wants to control them. Ultimately, it's, if the NCAA wants to control them, they want to restrict mm-hmm. them. They want to. They want to basically be able to say they're still amateurs, and they're, you know, they're afraid. And, and really, it's just going to make it harder for them. It's going to make it harder for them because they're not going to be able to keep track with everything going on. They're not going to be able to to know, you know, when these kids show up at a party. How about that? When they show up at a party and are paid a couple hundred dollars to go to a, a campus party, like. Come on, right? Like, why even worry no, about that crap? No, it, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Like, the truth is this: the NCAA is an organization that's put in place to run tournaments. And you know what the NCAA should do? They should focus on running tournaments because they're very good at running tournaments. They're horrible at everything else. There's oh, nothing like else about eligibility. That. Like, forget yes. it. Right? Forget about eligibility. I've said that. You know what? Let it be up to each school. If you want to take a kid who's got a 1.5 in, in high school, you know what? All the power to you. Uh, if you're an Ivy League school, obviously you're not taking that kid. And those are your standards. That's your decision. Um, but, yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. And, and I think the NCAA right now is on, on unstable ground for the future. And it, it's going to be very interesting to see what NIL does for them. 
and also how they go about some of these schools right now that are in limbo to find out their penalties, uh, yep. you know, AKA Kansas, Arizona, what happened? So I, I don't want to get too much into this, but again, I think this thing is going to be tabled today. So is the one-time transfer, which was so does that mean, real, real quick, real quick. Yeah. So that, does that mean that this off season is not, there is going to be no one-time transfer thing. So, so that all that- it, it still could happen. It's just not going to happen today. So there's still time for it to get in place. Uh, and, and before, uh, before everybody starts transferring. Think about it. This past year, right? They didn't do anything until right before the start of the season. So they can. If they want to push something through, they can. They did it because of COVID, obviously, and said everybody's eligible this year. But ultimately, uh, right now, they're, they're, they're likely going to table that as well. Great. So that just means another you have all these kids that have already transferred with the expectation that they're going to be eligible immediately uh, now are not going to be eligible immediately. They just, it's, well, we don't know. No, 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 no. That's not we don't need to, we don't we, we don't need to go on these rants anymore because it's just it's just basically that, that that the kid here's what's going to happen now. What's going to happen now is in March uh, after everybody's seasons are over, uh, a lot of kids are going to transfer. They're going to be told by all the schools that they're going to be eligible immediately, which they probably will. So I think this is probably a formality at the end of the day. But again, even this has some some uh, you know legal issues. That that's why the NCAA is going to hold up on this as well. All right, so let's talk about a couple of the subjects that we did want to talk about. Um, that didn't have to do with NCAA regulations and transfer rules and NIL stuff because everybody just loves talking about NCAA regulations. All right, so uh, you wanted to give credit to to Isaac Brown at Wichita State for the job that he's done Yeah. um, given the circumstances that he was put in. They picked up a win yesterday against I don't remember who, but uh, Isaac Brown is 7-3 now as the uh, interim head coach. Right, they beat Cincinnati. Yep, so go ahead. Great win, but I'll, I'll tell you what, Rob. What do you think Greg Marshall's record would have been with this team, which was completely uh, different, right? Like they, they lost a lot other than uh, Tyson Etienne and, and, and Dexter Dennis and a couple other pieces. Um, it, it's pretty much a new team because everybody transferred, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody hated Greg Marshall and, and they left. So it's a completely new team that Isaac Brown's got. He's the interim and he's seven and three right now. And, uh, and I will tell you what, like to me, and I tweeted this, he deserves consideration. I'm not saying he's going to get it, and we've still got a long way to go at this point. But he's seven and three, three and one in the AAC right now, and uh, I think he definitely deserves uh, credit and and legitimate consideration by Darren Boatwright, their athletic director, at the end of the season if he keeps this up. Yeah, I mean he's got to he's got to keep winning. Yep, yep. Right? But he's he's done a good enough job here. Like I. So we've we've seen this in other situations with like um, like Maurice Joseph at, uh, at at GW and 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 Mojo did a good job for the first for the first year. It kind of spiraled on him a little bit and got away from him a little bit. Um, but I do think that this is another situation where like if he's proving that he can win, the guys are buying in and they're playing hard for him. Like, can I give you a couple man. names? Can I give you a couple names of ads that probably did not want to hire their guys, their interim guys? But but they ended up doing it because they they almost forced their hand a little bit and they're pretty good right now. By the way, uh, I'll give you one. Greg Gard, he's been pretty good, hasn't he? Not bad. I'll give you, I'll give you another. Chris Holtman at Butler. Remember Not Brandon bad. Miller. Brandon Miller kind of you know uh, just left. Had some obviously some some emotional 
uh, difficulties and, and hope shout out to Brandon Miller. I hope you're doing well. Uh, miss you a ton. Loved Brandon Miller and Chris Holtman gets the interim job. And I, I don't think Barry Collier wanted to give it to Chris Holtman, but ultimately he did such a good job that he gave it to him. And yeah, Chris Holtman's done pretty well. So <laughs> Barry Paul, gone, right? gone in three years. I'll give you another one. Yeah. Ready? Kevin Ollie. Kevin Ollie did not work. <laughs> well, it worked out well. Listen, they got a national they won a title. They won a title. <laughs> I mean, listen, I, I was here was my take with Kevin Ollie. I think he was good early. I mean, he was fine early, and then he got lazy. And and he had some personal issues too that probably caused him not to work quite as hard on the recruiting trail, missing out on guys he he should not have missed out on, uh, aka uh Hamidi Diallo, who was down the street from him. Uh, who all they had to do was go down there a couple of times and they were out recruited uh, by Kentucky, but still they, they, they weren't going hard enough. So anyway, yes, I, I think to me um, again, Isaac Brown, give him, give him at least consider I'm not saying giving him the job today, but give him consideration. He's done a, a hell of a job so far. Um, and uh, you know, like under the radar, like, listen, here are their losses. Ready? Missouri, Oklahoma state, Houston, three top mm-hmm. 25 teams. Here are their wins. They beat Tulsa on the road. They beat Ole Miss on the road, I believe. Both, mm-hmm. both those. Those are two pretty good wins, and they just beat Cincy at home. So, again, if he finishes second in the league, let's say argument's sake, he, he finishes second behind Houston in the league this year. If you're Darren Boatwright, don't you have to get I don't, him? I don't, I don't even think it matters if he finishes second, third, fourth. Like, if he's yeah. right there at the top in the mix, like, yeah. he should – you should absolutely get a, a very, very long look, especially to me. The biggest thing is like if you go to the players and all the players are like, we love this guy. We want to play for this guy. Like keep him here. Yeah. yeah. Him, like him. Then, Trust then, me. Then they him. were telling me, they were telling me all along that that's who they wanted as this mm-hmm. thing started to pick up steam. And, and I was talking to all these guys and I talked to a bunch of current players. They all wanted Isaac Brown. All right. So give me another list of a couple of your guys that you think are really uh, outperforming the expectations they had coming into the season. I'll start with the first one. And I think it's going to be obvious, and I'm taking it right off the bat. I'm stealing it from you, Jeffrey. Yeah. That's Darren DeVries at yeah. Drake. 13-0, despite the fact that he lost the guy that has been one of the best centers in the Big Ten this season Amazing. in Liam Robbins. Amazing, right? You know, I yeah. talked to him the other day, and uh, one of the things uh, our buddy Matt Norlander wrote a uh, – Oh boy! Here we go. He led, he led his his column. I forget what it's called, um, but he, wrote, he he does a column every week, and uh, he led it with Drake. Personally, I wouldn't have led it with Drake, but that would have been my you know my second item. You know, you got to come out strong. We'll, we'll teach Norlander how to write a column one of these days. Um, anyway, um, Norlander did a nice job on it. The one thing that I think was was missing was, and when I talked to Darian, he said all these guys on this team. They went their own separate ways out of high school, but they all played together growing up. And they all, like six of them, came back and are playing together right now. So they're having a blast. Again, they grew up with each other. They're winning. And the other thing he said before last week, they got hit with with COVID last week in a shutdown. He said, we hadn't had one game canceled before that from us or from another team. So they were feeling good. They're winning. They're playing every game. There's some, some level of normalcy. 
And and all have you noticed? Have you noticed that every time a coach says that, like, oh, we haven't had, we haven't had any shutdowns. We've been so lucky. like, like with like within a day, it's like, ah, you're shut down. You have 19 COVID positives on your roster. Yep. Um, and the the unfortunate part about having the Loyola games postponed is like that was that was the matchup for Drake because right now, yeah, they they haven't beaten a team. the The highest ranked team on Kempom that they've beaten is Indiana State, who ranks 149th. No, it's not like they're like. This team, you know, Dick Vitale had them in the top 25. It's like, all right, Dick, you know, slow your roll a little bit here, man. They haven't really we'll seen anybody yet. They, they might be. Right. But right. we don't know. They yeah. might just be the best of a bunch of mediocre teams right. um, in the Valley. All right, give me a, give me a, give me a guy for you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay in the Mountain West. I'm, I'm going to hit two in the Mountain West. And Leon Rice at Boise has done a really good job. They could mm-hmm. be the best team in the Mountain West this year. And, and I said it in my preseason rankings which uh, you get some hits and you get some misses, uh, a.k.a. Uh, Austin P. Sorry about that one. Um, but I did have – listen, I did have Boise in there instead of San Diego State at the end. And uh, I think Leon's done a great job there. They've got a potential pro. I'm not sure if he's like a first-round pick pro, but Derek Alston is very intriguing to the NBA guys. Uh, he's long. He's skilled. Uh, he's their best player. And Nico Medved's done a great job at Colorado State. They had some COVID issues early. Uh, I think they're like seven and two or something like that at this point. Seven and three and uh, eight and two. They're eight and two right now. And uh, obviously they had the big win against San Diego State uh, down at the VA House Center uh, and then just swept UNLV. They've swept Fresno. Uh, you know, they're, they're one loss again other than they split against San Diego State is is at St. Mary's no shame in that one so Nico's done a great job with them uh Leon Rice I think those are two guys that should be in the the equation for high major jobs especially on the west coast if something pops maybe even the midwest because Nico's got Nico's been a little bit of everywhere so he, he can go anywhere you can hire him anywhere He's like a Minnesota guy that coached at Furman and is now coaching at Colorado State. So there's yeah. he doesn't he doesn't really have an area of the country that he uh, that, the that, only that he Nico. Can I? I have the a question. The only downside to Nico is he, he worked with Tim Miles. But, I mean, that's that's tough. That's like it, tough. It, the the one thing it did was it proved it improved his sense of humor a little bit. But I mean, that's that's about, I don't know. Uh, it, it makes you a lot more corny when you work with Miles. It definitely makes you a little cornier. And it makes you more likely to carry out Coors Light's uh, ice down in a backpack through hotel lobbies, but that's another story for another day. Um, what were you going to say? Well, the the last thing that I was going to say is that I, I, the last time we had uh, a Nico Medved mentioned yeah. on the podcast, I called him the fighting Nico Medveds, and I was accused of uh, of, of stealing all of all of, uh, all of all of all of yeah plagiarizing. All of uh, Gary Parrish's material and Matt Norlander's material. Yeah, so, wow. um, I, I I don't know if I can I can talk about Nico Medved. I don't know what I'm allowed to say because I'll I don't want to be accused. Nico Medved, and you might be okay. I, I don't. I, I got. I just got to be careful, man. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to be stealing any uh, any no, content from Gary Parrish and, and Matt Norlander. That's copyrighted, you know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the the last guy that I just wanted to mention yeah. was uh, Kyle Smith. They've yeah. lost two of their last three, uh, but that Washington State team, um, they lost C.J. Ellaby to the draft a year earlier than they expected, uh, but they have a really good young core. They have a really good backcourt. My guy, yeah. Effie Abogini. Uh, oh, here we go. <laughs> I messed it up again. Um, on Saturday, Goodman, on Saturday, yeah. Washington State plays USC. Evan Mobley against Effie Abogini. 
And if All FA right. wins that, I'm if in. FA wins that matchup, he's yeah. he's got to be a lottery pick in your next. I'm going to put him where, where Mobley is now. I'm going to put him at number four. I'm just going to swap <laughs> there you him go. out. Mobley goes you go. off the board, and uh, FA is number four. All right, let's talk about tonight's slate. Um, I gotta I gotta hype this up because I got a text from you uh, 25 minutes ago. Yeah, super excited. Yeah. And this this yeah. is what this is what he said. I'm going he said he said, "Oh man, I got a great swack pick tonight." I do. I do. I so, already put it in. I so already I'm it, so excited. I already put it in. Come on, give it to me. All right. I'm I, ready. I got, there's a big game tonight at the William Nix building. Um and that's it at Prairie View. Um and it, it Texas Southern plays at Prairie View tonight. And uh it's it's part of a doubleheader, I believe. I think the women play first in case you're wondering. And uh, Texas Southern, um, they've been off since December 22nd, Robert. So that does worry me. They're a little bit, they're a little bit rusty right now, I, I believe. But yeah, they're you, gonna have their legs, you know. They're gonna they're gonna they're, be they're, gonna yes, they're definitely gonna have their legs. Think about this. Okay, Texas Southern, when I tell you um these this is their team right now, they're starting five. Remember Michael Weathers? Mm-hmm. Played at Oklahoma State was like the max oh, yeah. freshman of the year at Miami of Ohio, I believe. I think it was Miami of Ohio. Then he transferred for a minute to Oklahoma State. I think got booted from Oklahoma State, but averaged like ten a game there. Uh, John Walker played at Texas A&M. Played a little bit. Remember Galen Alexander from Georgetown? Yeah, he's, he's in there starting too. Five. Uh, they got a kid from Stephen F. Austin. They got a, a Jalen Jones from Nevada. That's their starting five. So. They actually placed three guys on the preseason all SWAC team. Okay. Right. Second team, first team, second team. Uh, all three of them are, are coming off the bench right now. They're that loaded. They are that loaded, Rob Doster. Uh, they're two and five, but the, the record is misleading. The five losses Washington State, Oklahoma State, uh, St. Mary's, Auburn, BYU. Those are their five losses so far. So, I love the fighting Johnny Joneses. Friggin' love them. Love them. See, love the, the, them. Only, the only problem with that is uh, I had yeah. completely forgotten that Johnny Jones was the head coach. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh yeah. And Mike Davis is a good coach too. He can coach it. Nope. Nope. Yeah, Mike Davis is at Mike he's at Detroit. Um, so I'll uh I'll I'll follow you on that one. I got it. Minus one. Texas, Texas you know Southern what? minus one. Listen, buckle up. Part of it is listen, there's only about 10 games because Alabama State, Mississippi Valley State got squashed. There was some bad uh, weather in, uh, I forget what the name of the, Itabuena, Itabuena, Mississippi. There was some bad weather today. So they called it. They're playing tomorrow. So that takes one of the big games off the slate. So you're down to like, Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I think there's only nine games on the slate right now. Do you know why there are only nine games on the slate? Um, no. Oh, you don't know another game because there's another game tonight. Yeah, there's a football game tonight. There's, there's another game, game tonight. But but I, I need to be able to you know watch some. Listen, there, there's a couple decent games tonight for hoops. I mean, let's, let's talk about them. The, the big one is probably. No, I talked UConn. about the big one. I already. I already. The okay, big one's so already locked. Lock okay, so the uh, so the the backup game is that you're going to have on your backup screen tonight. Six o'clock tip: UConn at DePaul. Yeah. We still don't really know what's going on with Book Night. Um, Norlander talked with uh, Dan Hurley on Saturday, who said like there's a chance that Book Night could end up missing a couple weeks. 
there's a chance that he could end up not missing any time at all. Um, he's got a hyperextended right elbow. That's just Hurley playing possum. That's all that is. Oh, I, oh, I know, I know. Um, when he's when playing he, Norlander is what he's doing. When he uh, when Book Knight hurt his elbow, he came back into the game. I, I believe it's mostly like a pain tolerance thing, but I think he's getting an MRI today. Um, so there's no new info on that, which kind of makes me hesitant to, yeah, to bet good. this. But like, no matter what happens, I'm going to be on UConn in this spot. Like, there's there's just no without way I'm going to I don't know without Book Knight. I'm not. I don't know if they win this game without Book Knight at DePaul. I mean, DePaul, I, yeah, DePaul. DePaul is talented, um, but like, there's I'm just not. I don't feel comfortable putting money on this DePaul team right now. They're just they're kind of well, a that's mess. Fine. That's that's a different deal. That's a, that's a I don't like me. I'm not touching it. I'm not touching it. I, I don't even know if I'm touching it. If I maybe if I find out Book Knight's playing at, at five, I probably would lay five. But if he's not playing, I don't I don't feel it at all. Um, the other the other best Colorado at Utah, I guess, is the second best game on the slate. Like Colorado's the top twenty five team right now. Um, they're given three at Utah. I'm I'm staying away from that one too. I'm I'm all about uh really all about the SWAC tonight and um and mid majors. So I'm 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 not playing the big boys, Colorado, Utah. I just don't have a great feel. And Temple actually I'm gonna I'm gonna play Temple SMU. Temple's been off, Rob. They've only played three games. They they're coming off a pause. SMU's coming off a loss. Uh, to who did I say? Well, huh? The last time that that Temple played was December thirtieth, right. and they played SMU at home and they lost by eight. Uh, they have not played since then. It's been uh, twelve days. Um, SMU has lost two in a row. They lost to Houston at home, and they yep. lost to Cincinnati at home, and now they get Temple at home. Okay, so you're okay. you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna lay the eleven. I'm going to lay 11 there, just feeling like Temple's going to be rusty as hell and, uh, and SMU's going to rebound and not lose three straight. So, yes, I like, I like SMU there. Um, the other one I like is Loyola. They lost yesterday uh, at Indiana State. I think Greg Lansing's a hell of a coach at Indiana State. They beat him, uh, and now Loyola is a six-point favorite. Loyola is the best team uh, in the league, um, in my opinion, and what's what's important to note there is that as of, I believe it was as of Friday, they were supposed to be playing Drake in a right. Saturday Sunday back to back. Drake had their COVID issues, so they had to switch it up, which means that you didn't get the same amount of prep time to get ready for Indiana State. Yep. But now you're going to give Porter Mosier a second chance. I, I kind of I kind of like it like uh, like Loyola in that spot as well. Uh, what else do we got? You got anything else or not really? No more. What's it, what, what hit me? Hit me. I like Grambling. I like <laughs> Grambling against Alcorn State. I did my research there. Uh, Alcorn State three forty eight in Kempom. In case you're wondering, Grambling way above that at three twenty one. Grambling has beaten Louisiana Monroe and Alabama State, Robert. And uh, I don't know. I, I just I have a feel about Grambling, the Tigers. Just have a little bit of a feel. Uh, they're given seven. It's a little bit hefty for me, um, but I like it. And the the hardest thing for me tonight today was I'm staying away from my boy Evans Desir at at at, F, at Florida A and M. Famu. Oh yeah. man, you're not betting him. 
I, I kind of owe it to him to, to do it, right? He's taking care of me. Absolutely. They're laying 14 against South Carolina State. The only thing I'll say is South Carolina State, they're 0-13. Like, what do you think? <laughs> That's hard to do to be 0-13. Should I, should um, I go? I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go. I feel like you, I feel like you have to. Right? I, I'm going to. I'm going to. 14 is a lot. Like you have to. That's a lot but of points. But I feel like, too, like, listen, if they get up, my boy comes off the bench. And again, if you haven't seen him, create space. There's nobody like him in college basketball. I, I all right, so, so roll through, roll through all your picks, and then then we can get right. out of here. Oh, then right. we have to make a pick on the national title game, and then we can get out of here. We do. Uh, Loyola. Well, my mm-hmm. big one is obviously we know Texas Southern. Texas Southern, given one. Loyola, given six. Grambling. I'm going with all the favorites again. Damn it. Grambling, given seven. SMU, eleven. Texas Southern is not a favorite, by the way. They're getting the point right now. They're getting the point? Right, yep. There we go. I love it. I love it. Like, I'm going heavy. And FAMU, uh, 14. Boom. There what you go. Got? What do you got? I, uh, I'm going with UConn if Book Knight plays. Yeah. Um, I'll take a minus five. I'm going to take Loyola minus six and a half, and I'm going to follow you on Texas Southern. So, those are my three picks. All right, give me your, uh, give me your picks. You got Alabama minus nine. Total is 75. Can you name three players that are playing in this game? Justin Fields. I can name Justin Fields. Um, <laughs> Alabama's friggin' running back is a stud. Um, 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 damn it. You got me. I didn't do my research. I don't take know, I, Justin Fields was all I had. I was going to be like, Trevor Lawrence, he's, uh, he, yeah, he's, he transferred to one-time transfer waiver to Alabama. I don't know. Uh, I, I'm going to take Alabama here. I, I just – I don't know how Justin Fields – he was such a warrior last week. I just don't know how that rib injury is going to – and I just trust Alabama, I guess. Um, Ohio State, too, with all these guys, we don't know who's going to play yet. They've got a lot of guys that might play, might not play, right, due to COVID. Big Ten wanted to push the game back. So I, I kind of worry that there will be some key guys out for Ohio State. So I'll go Bama. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say yeah. uh, you got you to take the Ohio State money line. Yeah, and you, you got to bet the under. You parlay parlay those two things together. Bet your life savings on it. Oh yeah, get rich. There you go. <laughs> don't believe, listen. Whatever don't do, do that. Whoever's watching, don't follow Rob with this. Right I didn't. Here. I didn't no even idea. know that Justin Fields had a rib injury. So that tells you all you need to know. About my <laughs> all right, there you have it. All Tomorrow right. slate uh, a lot better. Tomorrow's slate is absolutely loaded. Yeah. Um, and by the way, Rob Doster, four zero. 5-0 yesterday? 4-0, baby. 4-0. I think I was back on track. I think I was like 4-1 maybe. You finally won some football bets, man. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, but I took the I'm Steelers. happy for you. I took the Steelers. <laughs> I was 2-0 until the Steelers, and that game was over after, what, hey, five minutes? 2-1 two, two and one is a winning day. Shout out to John Fanna and the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to John Fanna. All right, Jeffrey, I'll see you tomorrow, sir. Later.